What's going on everybody? This is Dean with Blue Ridge Overland Gear and the reason I am so excited today is I get to talk about something I am super passionate about and that is radio communications. Being an off-road enthusiast for over 20 years, I have used radios to talk from vehicle to vehicle a lot. So needless to say, I am super excited to kind of share some of my knowledge and experience with you guys. But my goal here is to not get all nerdy and sciencey and techy on you. My goal with this video and the next videos that will be following is to help kind of point you in the right direction for making an informed decision about which radio or radios or communication aids you need to best support the type of trips that you're gonna go on. So with that in mind, we're gonna be basing the Radiocom's trip videos here off of our trip planning video that we did a while back. So if you have not seen that video yet, click the link right here, right here, this one, this one. This. Watch that video, come back to this one. It's okay, you can pause me, I'm not gonna go anywhere. All right, so in this video, we're gonna be looking at what you need for a level one trip and a relatively small group. So a small group of family or a small group of friends. In the next video, we'll look at what you need for a level two trip, which is gonna be on the fringes and maybe with a little bit of a bigger group. In that third video, we'll be looking at what you need for a level three trip and maybe a larger group that might get a little bit more strung out. All right, so for a level one trip, you're gonna be on grid and that means this is probably gonna be your primary form of communication, a cell phone. And you know what? That's perfectly fine because in the event of emergency, you're just gonna hit 911, call the authorities, and they're gonna come pick you up. Or if you need to call AAA, you can call AAA, they'll come pick you up. Or if you need to order pizza, you can do that. They'll deliver to wherever you're at because you're on grid. And that's perfectly fine. You really don't need a whole lot of extra communication device, crowding up your dash and all that kind of stuff for a level one trip. All you wanna do is get out there and enjoy the ride. That said, I have a few tips just to make sure your cell phone is gonna be doing everything you want it to do. The first thing is, mine's in a rugged case with a heavy duty screen protector on it because let's face it, we all have those accidents where we drop the phone. The other thing is you wanna make sure you have a good charger. When you're out and you're on an adventure and stuff like that, the cell phone's probably gonna to wanna to be chewing through its battery. If you're using your phone for something like Gaia GPS or turn-by-turn -turn navigation, it's gonna be going through the battery. So having a good charger and a good cable is gonna go a long way to keeping that cell phone up and running. The last thing is a portable battery. Now I know what you're thinking, wait a second, I can just plug it into the cigarette lighter. Well, worst case scenario, God forbid something happens to your vehicle, your alternator dies, your battery dies, or you get in a small accident or something like that, this battery can help charge your phone and keep it running. Also, you can take this with, into the tent with you. You know, if you got some place you're gonna go, you can always have power for your phone. This battery here is uh, about 10,000 milliamps, and I can get about eight charges for my smartphone off of it. So it's kind of a good thing to keep around. Cell phones are great when you're trying to call somebody that's far away, but they're not always the most convenient thing when you're trying to communicate with somebody that's relatively close to you. And that's where radios come into play. So here we go, we've got a couple of handheld radios. And the reason why I'm gonna say handheld radios are good for a level one trip is because again, you're not gonna make a big investment into expensive radios. You're not gonna be mounting them on your dash or anything like that. Uh, so let's take a look at these handhelds. Now, the first one I'm gonna recommend is gonna be the one that probably most people are familiar with, and that is the CB. CB stands for civilian band. CB radios were the first band of radio frequencies carved out uh, by the FCC for non-military and non-aviation and non-maritime use. 
They were made super popular in the 1970s by movies like Convoy, Smokey and the Bandit, and of course, Dukes of Hazard on the television. So that's kind of where CBs got to enter into popular culture. Now, I have used a CB with my Jeep Club. Um, they're practically required when you go on a trail ride because you can communicate with them from vehicle to vehicle. Same way truckers communicate on the highway. The advantage of a CB is one, you don't need a license, and two, you don't need a fee. So you can pretty much buy one of these at the store, turn it on, and start using it right away. The other nice thing about a CB is it is channelized, meaning you don't have to program the frequencies. And see, there's no number pad on here. There's just two dials, one's for channels and one's for volume. So pretty much you just turn it to the channel that you want. Now on a CB, there are 40 channels. Now, if you've ever heard the expression breaker, breaker, one, nine, breaker just means you're cutting in on the conversation and one, nine is the channel that you're on, channel 19. Channel 19 is basically the trucker channel. So that's kind of why you hear a lot of people use that lingo, but there's a total of 40 channels that you can use. Now there are two downsides to CB. The first one is gonna be the broadcast wattage. CBs are limited to about three to four watts. So this is a four watt handheld, meaning that their range is probably only gonna be a couple miles. So again, if you're a trucker on the highway, this thing's gonna work fine because most likely you can see the person you're talking to. Back in my Jeep club days, this thing was fine because I can see the person I'm trying to talk to. Beyond that, they're a little limited. Also, because CBs are so common and so popular, and there's only 40 channels, a lot of times you can't find a clean channel to talk to. Um, but when you're out in the remote areas and stuff like that, it's usually not that big a deal. And if you're off the highway, usually you don't have to worry about truckers talking on them, but it is just something to consider when you're looking at a CB. Now the step up from CBs are these little guys. If you think walkie talkie, you ever heard that expression? What they're talking about are these little radios here. This is what's known as FRS, Family Radio Service. Now, like a CB, the beauty of a FRS radio is there's no license and there's no fee, meaning you can walk into the store, buy these off the shelf, turn them on and use them right away. Also, they're really easy to use in that they're channelized just like a CB, meaning all you gotta do is do up and down to pick your channel, hit the push to talk button, adjust your volume accordingly. There's no programming, there's no crazy thing that you need to do to this radio, making them user-friendly. Also, they are very inexpensive. You can outfit a family of four with little walkie-talkie radios like this for under a hundred bucks. For a CB, you're looking at about 60 bucks for a handheld like this, or a hundred to a $200 for one of those trucker style ones. So these are very affordable. Now, the nice thing about FRS radios is kind of twofold. Again, one, like I said, they're channelized, making them easy to use. Also, they're not very strong. Now you might be wondering, well, wait, isn't that a bad thing? It is. But it's also a good thing because with a very small sphere of influence, it's highly unlikely that someone else on an FRS radio is gonna interfere with whatever conversation you're trying to have. So these are limited between a half a watt and two watts. So these are great if you're gonna be around a campground or around the family farm or in the backyard or on a small little adventure with some a group of friends. These are gonna be great for just, again, talking in that line of sight. So if you can see the person that you wanna to talk to and you don't wanna to have to like, you know, yell out the window or something like that, an FRS radio is gonna be really good. So if you're on the trail and you get to something a little technical and somebody has gotta get out of the car, go out and spot you, FRS radios are super useful for that. Because again, you don't have to sit there and yell at the person. 
and they're good for that line of sight conversation. Now, where FRS radios do start to break down is when you're in a little bit of a larger group. So if you have maybe two or three vehicles, FRS radios are probably gonna be okay. Any of a larger group than that, or if you're say out for a, a hike that is a couple miles long, that's where you're gonna to wanna to make the jump to GMRS. Now GMRS stands for Global Mobile Radio Service, and it is literally the bigger brother to the FRS radios. Now there is a license associated with GMRS radios. It costs $70, it's good for 10 years, and it covers everyone in your family. So if you have a wife or a husband, boyfriend, a couple kids, one license will cover everybody and cover all of the radios that you own. Now there is no test, which makes it really nice. So if you want to kind of think about, you know, if you want to make the jump, it's not that big a deal. Um, $70 good for 10 years. We will have a link down in the comments uh, to a really good article written by Midland on how to obtain the license for GMRS radios. Now, what makes GMRS radios better? Well, the broadcast wattage on this handheld is five watts. So this little FRS radio is two watts. This is five watts. The CB, four watts. This is five watts, meaning this thing has a lot better broadcast range. It also has a lot better broadcast quality. So on a good day in excellent conditions, this thing can broadcast anywhere from 15 to 25 miles. Amazing. Now that's in really good condition. So either out on the water or on I-40 or I-70 in Oklahoma or Kansas where it's really flat and you can just kind of see to the horizon. Those are optimum conditions. Here in Virginia where we've got a lot of mountains and a lot of tree coverage, this radio will actually probably do about five to 12 miles. Whereas FRS radios, maybe again, are gonna be limited to line of sight. Same thing with a CB, you're gonna kind of be limited to line of sight. The other thing that makes GMRS radios nice is they have access to repeaters. Now, here's where I'm not gonna get nerdy and sciencey on you. I could give you a long-winded discussion and ex explanation on how repeaters work, but basically think of it this way. A repeater is kind of like a cell phone tower for your radio, meaning if this radio can't talk to another GMRS radio, but it can see a repeater, this can talk to the repeater, the repeater can talk to the other radio, and then vice versa. That radio can talk to the repeater, and that repeater can talk to this. One thing though, GMRS repeaters aren't super common. Uh, some areas have them, some areas do not. Um, and if you do go down that road and get your license, um, there are resources online where you can find locations of GMRS repeaters. All right, so here are some features you might wanna be looking at when you go to buy a radio. So first of all, a CB handheld like this can run off of AA batteries, meaning it's very easy to get batteries. Also, this radio comes with an adapter where you can plug it into the cigarette lighter on your vehicle, meaning, hey, while you're driving, you can be running off that, and then if you have to get out of the vehicle or you wanna take it for a walk, you can unplug it and then you can run off the AA batteries. Now, for the walkie-talkie radios like this little FRS right here, the best feature I can recommend for you to look for is find one that is USB rechargeable. So this actually comes with a rechargeable battery and it's got a little USB port on it, meaning if you have one of these things to charge your cell phone, it can also charge the radios, which is really, really nice. 
Um, the other thing you want to look for is you want to find one of these that is waterproof and rugged. Now it is again, it's an inexpensive radio, um, but that is something that sometimes that little bit extra for that cost to find one that's waterproof is worth it. Also, a lot of these FRS radios can access weather radio stations, which means you can get weather alerts. So you can turn one of these on and if a tornado or a bad storm is gonna come through, you can actually get the weather alert on the radio. So that's another good feature to look for. And all of that is also true with GMRS radios. Make sure you're gonna spend the money to get one that has rechargeable batteries, has access to USB recharging, and again, has those weather channels on there. And again, is gonna be that more rugged, weatherproof version. Because if you take it for a hike and you clip it to your backpack, obviously you don't wanna to have to worry about it getting wet. Or if you're gonna take it out on the trail and use it for spotting, you don't wanna to have to worry about accidentally dropping into the mud and somebody running it over. Ask me how I know. So to recap, for a level one trip where you are gonna be spending the predominant amount of your time on the grid and you're gonna be traveling in a relatively small group, honestly, all you need is a cell phone. Again, you probably already have one anyway, but that's really all you're gonna need because in the event of emergency, you're gonna hit 911 on the phone and that's gonna be it. If you do decide, hey, I, have, uh, I want a radio to talk to some other people, Again, options are gonna be CB, FRS, and GMRS. When it comes time to choose a radio, the first thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is figure out the radios that the other people are using. So if you're in an off-road club and the standard is the CB, then obviously the CB is gonna be the smart choice. However, I will be honest with you and tell you that CBs are kinda of starting to phase out in favor of these other two options, the FRS and of course the GMRS. Now, as far as which to choose, FRS or GMRS, a lot of it, again, depends on the people that you're traveling with. If it's just you and your family, then that's exactly what FRS radios are for. Family radio service, great for small groups in a small area. If you're traveling with a little bit of a larger group and you're gonna be spread out a little bit more, then I would say GMRS is the way to go. Now, my personal preference right now is GMRS. A lot of people in the Overland community are starting to switch over to these. Even Jeep Jamboree USA has gotten rid of CBs and is switching over to GMRS, again, for that better range and that better quality. So one of the other nice things is that there are some channel overlaps between FRS and GMRS radios, meaning that these two things can talk to each other. Um, whereas with CB radios, they can only talk to other CBs. So that wraps up everything for a level one trip. Now in the next video, we're gonna be looking at what you need for a level two trip, which is gonna be kind of on the fringes of the grid and maybe with a slightly larger group than a family or small group of friends.